For several weeks now, I've been, I've been praying for, I truly have been praying for revival to happen in every believer's life that is, especially that are a part are, and calls Zeal Church, uh, their church family. And if you're not if you're not a believer, you don't need a revival. You need a Bible. And I encourage you to come to know Jesus. Because... So I've been, and I'm praying for that as well. But I've been seriously. I mean, I, I truly have had a strong desire that we experience a sovereign move of God in our lives. And I started thinking early this week, whenever one of the times that I was praying, started thinking about some of the revivals in the past that I've been a part of or, or whatever, whatever, and those were really good, but that's, that's not what I'm praying for. And I started explaining that to God, you know, like he would really need me to explain to him. That's not the, that wasn't, that's, and I'm open to that. If that's what God wants to do, praise God. I mean, I'm, I'm in, but that's not necessarily what I have in mind. Um, I'm praying, I feel like I'm praying for something like deeper than just a, an experience in services or something like that. And I really don't have the, I don't have the vocabulary to really express the word. So I've been using revival, but I really don't have the words to express that. And this week, a word that came to mind was blessed. Blessed. Blessed is it's a really familiar word to us. We say it a lot after something good happens to us. Like God blessed me this week with a new car. God bless I I didn't get a new car. I'm just saying that's what we say. God blessed me with a new job. God blessed me this week with some unexpected money. God, I'm praying God blesses that lottery ticket that you bought this week for that $750 million jackpot at the end of it, you know. All of, all of that we say blessed. We sing songs about being blessed. But that word is a deeper word than just something that we, some, some good something that happens to us. It's, it was the first word that Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, one of the most famous passages. And, and in the first part of that, he goes through several times where he says, blessed is the person. 
we classically call it the Beatitudes, and it's found in chapter 5 of Matthew, and you can go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles. We're not going there yet, but we're, you can turn there if you'd like to. Blessed, it's more than just, let me turn this off. That mic wasn't blessed, so I'm moving to a different mic. It's more than if something happens to you. Here's, here's the definition of blessed that Jesus was talking about. Divine joy and perfect happiness. Wouldn't that be awesome to have? It's available to us. I mean, Jesus is in the, in the room. He's in our lives. And he, he gives a promise that we can be blessed. Blessed implied in, in, in this passage implies an inner satisfaction, a sufficiency that did not depend on outward circumstances for happiness. If we can have divine joy, is that not revival? The seed and fruit of revival are being blessed. This kind of blessed are found in these few verses at the beginning of Jesus' sermon on the mount, what we call the Beatitudes. Now, the seed is our desire to possess these attitudes. We need to have, not really not just a desire, we need, also need to have faith that we're going to have a and a determination that God's going to give us this. So we have the desire that goes beyond, I wish I could be blessed, to, because a wish it's kind of, there's, there's no follow-up with wish. But hope with faith turns into an expectation and a holding on to the promise that where we go from just saying, I wish I were blessed, to I am blessed. Praise God I'm blessed. So in this, we find the seed and the fruit. The fruit is God's working in us to possess these attitudes. It's always a partnership. It's a relationship. Our, it's, it's not, we say it a lot, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. We don't come to church because Jesus told us to go to church we come to church because we have a relationship with Jesus and we want to be around some other people who have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus promised divine joy and perfect happiness 
for those with these attitudes. So let's look at these attitudes because they might surprise you. They're challenging attitudes. But whenever we have them, it comes with this promise that blessed are. So our attitude toward number one, our attitude toward ourselves, our attitude toward ourselves. And this isn't the same attitude as the world where we, we build ourselves up and we try to, try to just be positive all the time. Look at what it says. This is Jesus, not Michael. This is Jesus. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that surprising? To be poor in spirit means to be humble, to have a correct estimate of yourself. It's not, it does not mean to be poor-spirited. Listen, it doesn't mean for us to be poor-spirited and to have no backbone. Poor in spirit is the opposite of the world's attitudes of self-praise and self-assertion. It is honesty about ourselves. God, I can't be holy without you. If it weren't for you, I would not have breath in my lungs. It's not that we think lowly of ourselves. It's that we think very highly of God. And whenever we think highly of who Jesus is, we see that He's way in a whole nother level than any of us. Isn't that true? Blessed are the poor in spirit. It's the realization that we must have Jesus to be right with God. And we must have him to live right with God. We must have him to be right, to get right. And we must have him to live right. It's not a one prayer deal. It's a, God, I need you today. I need you this minute. All right. Goes on. Our attitude toward our sin. Our attitude toward our sin or our sins. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those our revival is experienced in those who agree with God about what sin is and are con convicted when they commit a sin or they experience a godly sorrow and then they quickly repent of it. And if we do that, he said, you'll be comforted. The promise goes on and on. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and purify us for, from all unrighteousness. Isn't that an awesome promise? Acts chapter 3 talks about repent so times of refreshing may come. Whenever we have something that, is, that doesn't line up with what 
God has for us. Man, don't, don't, you don't have to mourn long. Accept the conviction and turn and move on. Receive the comfort and the forgiveness of God. But don't make excuses for our sin. We don't ever need to be comfortable with sin in our lives if we desire to be blessed. If we desire to experience divine joy, perfect happiness, the close presence and fellowship of God that brings hope and peace and power and joy in our lives. Never get comfortable with sin in our lives. Bring it to Him and we'll be comforted. Our attitude next, we want to be blessed. Our attitude toward our emotions. Hmm. Our attitude toward our emotions. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who keep their emotions in check. How many of you know that's, that takes God? We need to have the strong desire and determination, but we need God. I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, but I'll take just a short detour real quick. I, I, every week, I get not surprised isn't the word. I, I, I mean, I just am amazed, I think, every week at the boldness of evil right now. I mean, the boldness of the opposite of right and wrong. I mean, to the point even where there, there's no shame on, on somebody can say something Today, on something, whatever it is, I mean, whether it be masks, vaccines, whatever you want to talk about, and tomorrow say something completely different, and today, what, what a man is, and now we don't know what a woman is or a man. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. Well, that was just a short detour. We won't. Blessed is the ones that have a healthy attitude toward their emotions. He says... Meek is a, is a word that we don't use very much. The, the Greek word is prowess, P-R-A-U-S. And you really can't describe it in one word in 
English. It has the idea of the proper balance between anger and indifference. It is controlled power of a powerful personality properly controlled and of humility. Meek doesn't mean that we are not, that we don't get or be angry sometimes. I mean, that, that is emotional. That is a God-given emotional that brings motivation sometimes. And whenever we see things that are going on that are not right or even evil, but it does, and it doesn't mean to not take a stand and to speak up for God and against ungodliness in, in what may be going on in our culture. Honestly, I think we, we must because the others are being very bold and very vocal. But the promise of divine joy and perfect happiness are for those who do so with our emotions under control. We don't go out and throw fits. We can, we can take a stand in love and compassion. We can, we can take a stand without looking like jerks to God. It doesn't matter how you stand, you're going to look like a jerk or a bigot or whatever if you take a stand for biblical truth as far as the world goes. But as far as with God, there, we need to take a stand without feeling like we need to repent before God if we do. Blessed are the meek. We okay out there? I want to be blessed. Divine joy. Blessed are the meek. Then our attitude toward holiness. Jesus just got up in everybody's business, didn't he? I mean, he just, just jumped right on in. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those. Divine joy and perfect happiness are for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And they'll be filled with it. It's promised to those who are not satisfied um, for their sin to only be forgiven. They passionately desire the character of their lives to look more and more and more like Jesus. God help us to experience divine joy and perfect happiness that comes from looking more and more like our King. And it's promised to us, to those who hunger and thirst for Righteousness. He says, if you got that, you will be filled. Next, our attitude toward others. Our attitude toward others. Matthew 5, 7 through 9. Blessed, this is Jesus again. Blessed are the merciful, 
for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Not only are we to be meek, powerful, under control, strong character, with our emotions, happy warriors is what I call us. But we don't want to beat anybody down. Anybody that is caught up in, in addictions or some whatever that they may be a part of, they're or have been deceived by the enemy. We don't want to beat folks down. Jesus doesn't want to beat anybody down. He's the lifter of our heads is what the Bible says. So we want to be merciful with people who have been, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Blessed are those who are merciful. We have experienced God's mercy. How many of you have experienced God's mercy? If you haven't, we need to go back up here to, and if you don't think you have, we need to go back up here to the very first one. Poor in spirit. We've experienced God's mercy. So having received His mercy, we then share His mercy with others. We seek to keep our hearts pure that we might see God in our eyes, and then to be able to to be to be able to see others through God's eyes. And if you have a problem with that, if you're a mama, years ago I would I would, I would walk the we'd walk the streets. Russ and I would walk the Asher Avenue back whenever in the heyday of Asher Avenue. Woo, it's all kinds of stuff. I mean, stuff still happens on Asher Avenue, but then it was all outside. We'd go out there from about 11.30 to about 1 o'clock on Friday nights. Give out some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and just try to share the love of God, you know. Have a sandwich. <clears throat> You'd see people, and I would see, you know, ladies that were offering themselves, and and still to this day, whenever I see somebody that is really messed up, and somebody that is, that is well, this messed up, I start trying to think. That's somebody's daughter. And start praying, God, give me a heart to see that person like you see them because that person is somebody's, that's your son or daughter that you want to come home. God help us to see people 
others with a heart of mercy and compassion to the point that where we can love them even whenever they are way gone. Seth, you can come on back if you'd like. We become peacemakers in a troubled world and we're the we are to be the channel of God's mercy, purity, and peace. And here's, here's another, another one that, that goes, all of these go completely against what we, <laughs> what we would think as far as in our natural thoughts, our attitude toward, towards persecution, our attitude toward persecution. Look at what Jesus said. Blessed, blessed, divine joy and perfect happiness are for those who are persecuted for being because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed, divine happiness are for those who are persecuted for being stupid. For for taking a stand in such a way that I got them, I got them. I won that argument. No, he didn't say that. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those, you, when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Because of what? Because of our King. Because I have a relationship with Jesus. And I'm not ashamed about my love for God. He says, rejoice and be glad because it's that point I'm lifting you up. You're being promoted up to be in the same up here with the prophets before you. There's a special place for those who are persecuted for Jesus. Rejoice and be glad in it. True persecution for those who are who love Jesus with all of their heart and have this kind of attitude. It's a true possibility in the United States right now. Coming, I believe, coming soon, could be coming soon. I pray not, but you can you can see it. been happening around the world for 
years. And if it does, I want to be one of those that's blessed. Full of divine joy. Perfect happiness. Not turning my back on Jesus, but turning my face toward Jesus. And letting Him do a work in my heart and in my life where I can stand before Him and say the same thing that He said and say the same thing that Stephen said. Father, forgive them. They don't have a clue. They're out of their minds, God. And if you can use something like this to do what I believe part of what brought Saul around to become Paul, Whenever he was standing there and they were stoning Stephen and Stephen was looking up, his face began to shine and he says, Father, forgive him. Saul was right there. He was the one who ordered it, apparently. And a few chapters later, <laughs> all of a sudden he becomes One who wrote a whole lot of the New Testament. God help us to experience revival. True revival that goes beyond some tingles and some excitement in a, in a service to where it brings joy down in our souls that gives us strength in the midst of persecution that gives us wisdom whenever things are going crazy, that keeps us a heart of love whenever people are coming against us to where they, they see true love, the love of God that loves them even whenever they're crazy or what we think is crazy. It comes with a desire, the seed of desire. But whenever we have that seed that opens us up for God to water that seed and for it to be able to break through all of the dirt and the grime of our life and bear the fruit of blessed God in Jesus' name. We can't do that in ourselves. We can't experience that in ourselves. We might be able to fake it for a day. God, I don't want to fake it. I don't want to manipulate it. But I passionately desire it. I want to know you. I want us to know you, God, in a way that is unmistakable in our lives 
And whenever others see us, God, I pray that they would say, I don't agree with that guy. He seems crazy, possibly. He's completely different than the world. But he has something that I don't have. God, help us to be a people that are truly blessed. In Jesus' name, it only happens through you, O oh God. So right now, we surrender our hearts. We surrender our lives. We surrender our sin. We surrender our disappointments. We surrender our discouragements. We surrender everything in our lives right now, the positives and the negatives, oh God. And we say, Lord, we're yours. Take us. Do your work in us. In Jesus' name. Let's stand. And in your own way, pray that prayer.